G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our weekly update. Now, Mike, we're out on a Tuesday again rather than a Sunday. We certainly are. We're figuring at this stage because we've got the American Song Contest happening and that happens live here in Australia Tuesday mornings. Why not just uh, do the podcast a little later? We don't have those national finals going on Sunday morning and stuff like that. Exactly. And also not a lot is happening in the week kind of leading up to it. Obviously, if a huge amount happens, we may still get out on a Sunday. We'll wait and see. But we are mm. planning on Tuesdays at the moment because, yeah, we're in that weird zone where national finals have ended. We haven't quite got close to the contest yet. And there's just a few bits and pieces going on that we just want to keep up with. But it's certainly not chaos. Absolutely. Not like the chaos of the end of the national finals season. But there was a little bit going on this weekend, Dale. And we did have our first of our pre-parties, the big pre-parties. Barcelona happened. Um, What did you think of the overall show? A lot of echo going on in those performances. (laughs) Look, the crowd was really into it, though. I mean, the Spanish fans, we all know are very passionate mm-hmm. um, they've got two pre-parties this year because Madrid comes later in the season which is always really big so yeah great way to start it off and also just wonderful to see the artists start to come together meet each other yep. have fun you know and I think that's half of, of what we love as fans to see those kind of relationships build absolutely there was some really good interaction wasn't there the fans certainly not afraid to hold up a phone either what we noticed from the camera work so we did have 10 acts perform in Barcelona it was supposed to be 11 but unfortunately Achille Lauro got the spicy cough in the lead up and couldn't perform. Now we've broken these down into a few ones that we really quite enjoyed and caught the eye. Let's kick it off with the host's uh, entry and this is Chanel and Slomo. might highlight this one we haven't spoken about Chanel for a while now what made you uh, catch the eye on this one I think there's two parts of this number one it just showed that Chanel can just smash this out she's doing the same choreography she absolutely performed the hell out of it she did sing quite a lot actually as well and it's so important because the Spanish fans weren't exactly overwhelmingly supporting her winning Benny Dormfest. So to see her perform and smash it out in front of a live crowd and them adore her, I think was really important. She did get quite emotional about that support, didn't she? Um, you're right about the performance. We seem to have it down pat at this point. She also performed in Gran Canaria, where she had the big drag festival there, <laughs> yes. um, showed a few others up. She was really, really great there. She, she's got it down pat at the moment. And I think she's just really got to get getting that confidence going going with her performance and yeah you're right that domestic support it's always been there internationally for some reason but not so much with the Spanish fans so really really great to see get uh, them get behind her now one of the other ones we want to talk about Albania Ronella what did you think of her performance really good like I actually weirdly enjoyed this more than Festivalia Cungus mainly because it was just her at at Festivalia Cungus which is the Albanian national final for those who were way back at the start of the season she had like 20 to 30 dancers on stage surrounding her. And this is no exaggeration. So I I always felt it was too much and she almost got lost. She showed her stagecraft and what she's an experienced performer. She was lapping it up. She was serving it. And she did all on her own. And I enjoyed that even more than I did at FIC. I thought she was fantastic. She sung it really well. She performed it really well. Because look, anyone who sounded half decent 
was fantastic because the audio quality was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was generally pretty bad, wasn't it? Uh, look, she was fantastic. Um, and also, what I think what I was most impressed about is just the vocal quality. She went out there, she did perform it. She didn't go crazy whipping the head around too much or anything, but she really did sing the song very well. So you can see a big show is coming up for Albania, I think, come Eurovision. I don't know if you'll have 30 dancers, Dale, but I suspect there may be another five people on there stage. Will be, with that, I'm fine with five, <laughs> just not 35. <laughs> but I thought she was very impressive as well. One of the other ones we want to talk about, first time we have seen Emma from Malta perform her new song. And I'll tell you what, I was pretty impressed with that. I think she did a really, really good job. Really good job. She showed that she is such a great performer. That vocal was really good. She is going to be able to deliver that really well. So it's all about the song, which I think is another conversation. Mm -hmm. But... She did a fantastic performance. Absolutely. Look out for some jury vote coming for that one in the semi-final. Some of the other ones that caught our eye there, Lithuania Dale. Isn't she just a star? There's something about this woman that's just got a magnetic pull to her. She's got charisma, doesn't she? She really does. Huge eyes as well, as anyone noticed. She's got like massive eyes. Look, I think the crowd loved her. She won over some new fans even on Twitter. It's like, where have you been? (laughs) Um, um, I don't think this really changes anything. We knew she could perform this in Lithuania and she just did a great job but connected with the crowd really well. Yeah, I uh, agree. Um, We were also treated to a sax solo by Latvia. (laughs) What did you think of their performance? The reason I say that is because I'm sorry, the sax pretty much drowned out everything in that song yeah it did definitely and i think it was very good and energetic performance they did what they could it started um they had to restart i think as well but they did a really energetic performance they showed what they're about and yep very much what we saw at supernova yeah i agree uh let's have a talk about uh, norway subwoofer the boys came out prowled around in their masks and the uh, dj in the spacesuit sang the song <laughs> well we don't know that he oh, was up in, he was up there doing some stuff um for sure there was three of them they the biggest thing from them is a number one they just do it I, i'm actually i'm almost like semi bored with it but that shows how good this is because they just nail it every time and they got so much of the pre-concert publicity everyone wanted to be seen with them everyone wanted to do it so we're going to see a lot of subwoofer as we do at Eurovision and in the coverage. It's, they've got the kitsch factor this year, haven't they? Down pat for that one for Norway. And one of the ones that impressed us as well was Montenegro Vladana. Really, really good performance. I thought really good vocal. Yeah, I was really won over by this. Um, I've been enjoying this song more and more and she really um, performed it really well. She probably went over it at times a few times, but she can pull that back. She's got a really good voice and she talked about the meaning behind it and it was about, you know, her late mother and the fact, and also she did talk about COVID because we were like, is this about COVID? Is she not talking about it? But she said it was dedicated to all the people who lost their lives and I think it was really touching. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I don't know why she seemed to sort of shy away from that subject earlier, but now it seems to be uh, the narrative. Well, fresh from police custody was Brooke from Ireland. (laughs) Um, She'd lost her passport somewhere along the way. Look, I thought she did a really good performance. I really like Brooke and I like the song and I think she really does, uh, does it justice on stage. Yeah, I think she did a good job. I was a bit worried after um, the Irish National Final because it was good without being amazing and with kind of bad audio, live performance, (laughs) just being held up in customs. Um, But I thought she did a really good, solid job. Hmm, Fair enough. I seem to be a bit more keen on that one than you. (laughs) Um, And the last couple we'll go through here, Romanian, WRS. He... uh, 
performed and sort of sang the most of the song at times. There was a lot of backing with that as well. But look, he performed it. He does have a certain swagger that might be for some people, probably not for me. But, you know, he, he was good. I'm like glad he's getting out there. He needs to get the song out into the consciousness of people because the more I hear it, it does become an earworm. The first time, listen, maybe not so much. Very keen on him, the Spanish fans were, with his, you know, semi-Spanish language <laughs> song that seemed to really resonate with them. And the last one we want to touch on here, Czech Republic. Um, nil for two so far, I think, with the live performance, is safe to say, with um, Czech Republic. I think there's a real confidence issue going on here. Um, I think when she hits the vocal, it does sound good. But she was almost wanting to turn away from the crowd. She was pulling out of notes. She was not doing notes at all. And it is concerning because I really like the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's probably that's when you see two not great national. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, what do you call them? Kind of like preview well, preview performances. Performances. Then I think you've got to start going. Oh, I'm really worried. So hopefully she builds on confidence because the song is there. But at the moment, the performance is not. It really did stand out as being the weakest of that bunch. You're right. She is hitting some of it. She's hitting some of it really good when she seems confident in the note. I think there's other times where she's not confident in the note and she's backing off. Or there was time she just didn't even just didn't even try to sing it. So. Fingers crossed we can get some uh, some confidence going here for Czech Republic at, at some point. Yeah, I think that's already changing my view of how already how that's going to go. That's two, in, it's in danger. It's two, in a lot of trouble. Two red flags already for me, unfortunately, for Czech Republic. And I don't think you normally see these type of performances bounce back by Eurovision. Though we've seen it in rehearsal week, people can turn things around. So there's still plenty of time, but hmm, hmm. All right, well, let's move on. <laughs> there is more preview parties coming up as well, and we do have London. And look, we'll start with them as well. We are Domi are going to perform. So this is going to be a great chance for them to have another crack and hopefully smash out a good performance. Yeah, let's fingers crossed, because I, I want to see this song reach its potential. A lot of people out there really like it. It is a good song, and um, yeah, it would be a shame to not, not do their best mm. put it that way. All right, well, let's look at um, some of the big names. There's so many people performing in London just from this year, but also previous artists as well. Looks to be a cracker. Coming up next weekend, we have Cornelia, Sam Ryder, and Ockman. Three big names there. Three of some of the kind of big favorites or big names coming up at the moment in the odds. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be great to see Cornelia perform in a smaller venue, away from that sort of the, the manufactured Melfest kind of stage. Um, you know, like Sam's going to get a great reception, isn't he? Of course. Out of home crowd. And um, Ockman, you know, apparently he was ill during his national final, so I'm expecting a power vocal to come out of him on this occasion. God, it's pretty good then, so wow, exactly. look out. Exactly. Okay, I'm really excited about this because there's four people we've not seen perform live their their song yet. Number one, Lumix and DJ Lumix and Pia Maria for Austria are going to perform. I mean, wor- I mean, I love this song. I'm worried about the live. We're going to see the first crack at it this weekend. I just hope Pia Maria comes out and, and it's an Elena Nechayeva style vocal. No, <laughs> there's been a lot said. Uh, people were even like, does she even exist? Um, <laughs> apparently, she will find out next week in London, I believe. Uh, Andrea from North Macedonia. We'll see her sing it live for the first time. 
Mm, yeah, I mean, you couldn't really count that national final reprise performance. It was a lip sync. It was a lip sync. Yeah. Not her own doing. She just <laughs> yeah. had to do that. Uh, look, I'm, I'm interested. Another one which may be flying under the radar a little bit? Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> it's not even anywhere near it's the radar. It's not on the radar, you're No, in. it's not. It's an outer space. Um, Jerry McKise, um from Belgium. I'm really interested to see his performance. Mm. I need to see a lie before I really know what to make of this song. Yeah, we know what happens with Belgium. Either it's super great or it's just absolutely awful. So, fingers crossed, he's the first category. Um, and everyone's favourite, uh, Intelligent Music Project from Bulgaria. We're going to see them perform live. They might be really good. I have no doubt they will be very good live. It's just very solid. They did a pretty good job at the Romanian National Final, for example. So, I can't say there being an issue. Okay, fantastic. Well, that is it from the preview parties for the next week. Bring on London. Well, a bit of a different segment now here, still on Eurovision, and looking ahead to Turin. Uh, we're going to talk a few predictions here, and they're not going to be immediately ours, but we're going to discuss some of these ones here. These are from a poll from our Patreons as well to find out who they think is going to take out the contest, Michael. Yeah, always interesting to hear the diverse views of our Patreons. We have people from all over the world there, so um, I'm really interested to see what they think. All right, well, let's count down. There was only five countries that snagged a vote in this. Um, number five was Norway. It had a vote from someone who thinks they can take out the title. Hmm. This person's aware of juries, aren't they? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, look, you know, hey, I think it's going to be very, very popular in the telly vote. Will it take the crown? Hmm. I don't know about that. And look, we've got some audio clips from the people who did put these in. Um, the Norway person didn't recall one. Maybe they didn't want to fess up to um, predicting <laughs> Norway for the win. Um, but let's go to the next one. And fourth place is Spain. Spain and making the case for Spain to win the contest is Ellen from Kingaroy here in Queensland. I think Spain will win the Eurovision Song Contest in Turin this year because it's one of the only bops this year and normally we have so many bops that they normally get overshadowed by each other but I think this will stand out because of how many man ballads we have this year. I also really want Spain to win because it's been, what, over 50 years since their last win, so I just think they really deserve it. Well, there's three people who thought Spain could win, so Ellen is not alone here, um, saying, you know, being the big bop could make it stand out and take out the title. Look, bop factor is definitely there for Spain, isn't it? Um, they There aren't that many, <laughs> you know, going to be going to the contest, um, so look, it's going to stand out. Um, can it win? Oh, I don't know, but um, that's just an opinion, and, and who knows? And it makes a great point. It's been a long time since Spain got the win, so be a lot of goodwill towards them. Exactly. And look, we all wrote off Fuego before it even, you know, got anywhere near the live performance. We know she can do it. This has a lot more buzz about it already. It's not impossible in a very general year. So Spain for um, a few votes there. Mm. Coming in third with the uh, with the patrons uh, to take out the title was Italy. Making the case for Italy is the wonderful David from Wales. I think Italy will win Eurovision 2022. Mahmoud and Blanco have amazing stage presence. It's going to be a special moment in Turin, and I have played it to many people outside of the Eurovision bubble, and they have fallen in love with the song. I don't believe it's going to win the jury or the televote, but it will be very high in both, securing the win, like in 2016 for Ukraine and in Netherlands in 2019. 
Well, I think David makes a great point. Um, he's shown it to people outside of the ESC bubble, and this is resonating. It's already a hit in Europe, has been a hit outside of Italy. So, um, yeah, I'd be, I wouldn't be sleeping on this one uh, doing very, very well. He also thinks maybe, you know, maybe does the old Jamala kind of mm. doesn't win the tally, doesn't win the uh, jury, but somehow gets the win. Indeed. I mean, that could certainly happen. And I think maybe how well it's doing Europe is a bit lost on us down here in Australia because we've seen the San Remo performance. It's kind of happened. Kind of forget about it. But it has been charting well over there as well. So I think this is a song, the more you know about it and the more you hear it, the more it's going to resonate. And look, they've got great chemistry as well. So very interesting insights there. All right. Well, second place with our patrons to take out the title is Ukraine. Making the case for it is Dan from London via Perth. I've lost count of the number of years I have gone for Ukraine in the Eurovision Song Contest. Ruslana, Svetlana Loboda, Verka. I mean, they have consistently punched above their weight and given us iconic entries. I wasn't there for Jamala, but, you know, that song now means a lot more to me than it did um, at the time because of what's going on now. And it's because of what's going on now that I think, assuming they can get there, assuming they can perform you have to assume that this particular song with all that it entails, all the Ukrainian elements, has to be a firm favourite. Well, Dan sounds like he enjoys a good Ukrainian song at the best of times, um, but I think he makes such an important point here. The sentiment here for Ukraine simply cannot be ignored. It's And, and you know what? I think that sentiment is he's also going to sort of head into the juries as well. Who wants to be the juror that doesn't give Ukraine any points? You know, it's, come on. They're, they're going to have a massive amount of goodwill. Exactly. Remember, like, public don't vote 12, 10, 8, 7, 6. They go televote, televote, televote. And so many people are going to just throw a vote to Ukraine, whether they love it or whether they really feel some, you know, um, gesture towards them. I think this is a, a good song. I don't think it would win on its own for sure. But with everything going on, it's ridiculous to ignore the fact that they could take it. They're favorite for a reason. So, yeah, um, yeah I think it's uh, if I was a betting man, and I am, um, <laughs> this probably would at this stage jag my vote to take out the title totally i mean we know they're going to get a live on tape performance minimum i reckon if those boys take the stage and put down your glasses it's over yeah live on tape could be the factor here exactly that could that could possibly open the door for someone else but if they get on that stage oof. i don't i'd see them almost getting 12s across the board at some points mm-hmm. in some countries definitely for sure so big one there but a, a very big well a reasonably big majority 41 percent um of the number one not the majority of all people but nine votes all up was sweden making the case for them to win is michael from sydney in a very tight contest this year my winner is sweden with cornelia jacobs hold me closer it's what i call sad happy pop and i'm all in for it Cornelia's raspy voice reflects the imperfection of the world she is singing about. The song expresses perfectly the fading echoes of a love that could have been, while still longing for that last embrace. For sure the staging needs a revamp, but keep those camera angles which look right into Cornelia's soul. See you somewhere in Sweden, 2023. Tuck. Well, first of all, what a very poetic rundown that was. Wordsmith there, Michael, well done. Um, Look, it is going to be a very tight contest, one feels. Um, And yeah, maybe this is it. I I don't know, maybe a fan's more in tune with Sweden than the general public, possibly, because we've seen the general public haven't come for them recently. The juries obviously do. Um, Yeah, but it's obviously resonating out there with the fans. 
Um, weirdly, like Tuesday didn't do too badly with the public last year. So there's a bit of a turn. And I think this is so different from what they've been doing that there may be enough public love. The jury love's going to be there. I'd be calling jury winner at this stage. Long way to go. Um, but I think this could take out the jury. But Sweden's done that before, famously a few times and failed. So it doesn't mean anything, but they're up there in the box seat amongst the favourites for a reason. Um, I think this um, it's all going to be the question on tally vote and probably the question on Ukraine. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Little little stitch up or a little tighten up of that that staging, and they could find another gear that song if it's even like possible. Yeah, know? definitely staging as as Michael did mention, and you Michael mentioned just <laughs> then is uh, definitely needs to to improve. I think to have a chance. Also, we went out to Twitter over almost three hundred votes here, and thirty six percent of a four way vote was Sweden dominated over Italy on fifteen, Ukraine on fourteen. So people weren't going so much on Ukraine on Twitter, um, but also a lot of other nations were mentioned as the fourth possible one uk spain serbia australia france netherlands and norway uh, this is what i love about predictions people it's it's <laughs> wild out there right but oh God, you I've never read, know i've read slovenia is gonna win Dale, oh don't God, worry about it. you never know until we actually get to turin and we start seeing performances but um yeah it's, it's wonderful to see a lot of people aren't just saying it's an obvious win i think if this was other years we'd be like netherlands 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 it feels there's a few factors to take in note here there's no definite winner at this stage And Monday night in the US, Tuesday morning here in Australia, saw our second heat of the American Song Contest. Uh, Snoop and Kelly uh, bringing the goods. What did you think of this week's uh, heat, Dale? Yeah, the qualifying show was Mm. actually um, really good. I thought they tightened some things up. Certainly felt there was a bit more time to spend on things like the result at the end. Um, (laughs) But there was like they threw things in. They they tried like this thing where you saw how states were voting, a Mm. bit American election-y. They had a halftime break show thing that was... It was a bit weird, I'm but I like the idea. Sure that worked. It, yeah. it, but I like the idea of the execution wasn't quite there. They they stopped a couple of the quiz stuff, so they're playing around with it to mm-hmm. try and get the right thing, which is what you got to do. Eurovision's had over sixty years to get it right. Yeah. This is only the second show, so I thought it was much tighter and overall quality of songs better. Yeah. Oh, if you thought so, I hmm. thought so. I was going to say Eurovision's had sixty years, still can't get it right, and sometimes. <laughs> um, all right, let's. They started off the show, so we know now that we will get our televote results. Uh, at the start of the next show. So we did have our three qualifiers from last week. We had Alexa from Oklahoma, our K-pop star. Any surprises there? Not at all. Absolutely. Uh, Perhaps the next one was a surprise. Michael Bolton from Connecticut got through with his song Beautiful World. My favourite song. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> mean not so much my favourite performance. The name, the name alone, and he was getting a lot of streams during the week. It was popular, and it came, I think, fourth with the jury. So, yeah, it was always going to get through. And our final qualifier was Christian Pagan from Puerto Rico with his song "Loco." I guess that doesn't surprise me. You know. Latin music in America is very, very popular. It's a staple of their music scene. So to see that one somehow get a public vote kind of thing does not surprise me whatsoever. And he did pretty good with the um, jury too. And look, Puerto Rico, very passionate uh, people who will vote from the the territory itself, but also all the Puerto Ricans across America as well. So, um, yeah, I think he's he was a surprise, but not a surprise at the same time. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Now, for our second heat, let's talk about our jury qualifier. This is Jordan Smith from Kentucky with Sparrow.
a former winner of The Voice, performed sixth on the night, right in the middle of the show, but did take the jury vote. What did you think of this one scoring the automatic ticket? Uh, I thought I thought he would. As soon as he performed, it was a really good, solid vocal. Um, big moment at the end with gospel choir. Very kind of like x-factor winning performance type mm-hmm. of situation yep. with a very well put together almost quite um just solid um song like it was it was a lot of people really loved it i found it a, a little cheesy but it, as soon as it was done i was like wow that was that was bloody good yeah. um so i didn't i was not surprised to see him get through halfway through it i'm like i guess this one's gonna get through on the jury winner yeah, there was totally. just something about it not that it was like that much better than the rest but it just seemed a little more polished it just seemed a little mm. more put together professional and the staging was quite good yeah. all those feathers or something the sort of uh, down. yeah those um what do you call the augmented reality mm. feathers and stuff like that wouldn't be surprised if we see them at eurovision Let's have a quick talk down the uh, other contenders. Oregon opened the show with Million Dollar Smoothies. What did you think of that? Very Eurovision. (laughs) Next time some American makes fun of Latvia or Lithuania or something, I'm just going to send them a link to that and your dancing smoothies. Well, they needed some of this because I think a lot of people are tuning in. They want a little bit, just like Australia wants a little bit of give me something. Could you imagine that happening in Australia? Yeah, Never. well, no, we'd want, we wanted to, but they won't. SBS aren't stupid enough to allow because exactly. we'd probably vote for we'd it. We'd vote for That's it. That's why we have to be safe from ourselves sometimes totally. in Australia. Um, but it was it was fun. It was I enjoyed it. It was very, it was very bizarre. National. It was reminded of those dancing food at Melfest a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, it, it reminded me of a Baltic national final. Also, the starting in the bed bit was kind of cool as well. Mm. So I think they had some really good, good. Look, some good ideas there. I really enjoyed that. Uh, second up was uh, the eye-catching Jonah from Montana. <laughs> Like, I was Googling flights to Montana later. <laughs> well, I liked Seems the lovely. audio, and I think you were more interested in the visual. <laughs> Seemed like a nice chap, didn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, very uh, country radio, mm. very run-of-the-mill stuff, but very good quality. Um, I listen to that kind of music all the time, particularly mm. in off Eurovision season. I would listen to that. That was my 12 points going in because it's exactly the kind of music I like. Um, probably was my second favourite tonight, but um, he did a good... Good job. I just don't know if it's got enough to stand out. I think that might be the last time we see Jonah on the show, unfortunately. Um, third up was ooh, one of the big uh, states, New York, uh, Inisa performing Green Line. What did you think of this? Yeah, interesting artist. I like the song. It had a bit of Dua Lipa vibes, which is no surprise. She is has some Albanian heritage as yes, well. she does. So I think it was a good performance. I think we might have had um, a lot of uh, uh, backing on on her performance as well so but so it did sound good yeah i enjoyed the staging too use of the lasers and everything like that very very good but you're right halfway through it i'm like is she going to sing any of this or what's going on she was singing she was there's, there's, singing some people just have very have much louder backing tracks than others whispering <laughs> uh let's get on to fourth nebraska jocelyn never alone nice song nice song very brave to wear a white turtleneck. <laughs> so that's the bravery I saw in that one. Um, fifth was US Virgin Islands. Um, Cru- Cruise Rock, love that name to start with. Uh, he was bringing the Caribbean vibes to it all. I thought it was really good. I loved it. I, I thought it was really good. Really slickly performed too. The choreography yeah. and everything was really, really good. I thought this was better than Puerto Rico last week. Mm, definitely. I, I, but I fear that maybe he might not get the same uh, public support as Puerto Rico does. But yeah. um, oh, well, that'd be a shame because I thought it was good. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, North Dakota, Chloe, she seemed to get quite a lot of attention on uh, Twitter when we were watching. What did you think of that one? Yeah, and from Kelly Clarkson herself and Snoop Dogg. I mean, they mm. seem to love everything, but they really love that. She was like, I want to sing that song. It's mm. incredible. And it is. It's this real, you know, that 90s women vibe, you know, they're kind of like you know Alana Miles and even their country into like a, a Reba or someone like mm. just a lot of that stuff going on just powerful ed- rockyish countryish you know and it had something and good staging I think this would have been second in the jury so I think she's putting herself in a good position to possibly get through next yeah, week I, I enjoyed the song the composition itself was really really good I hope she gets through um, next up was Kansas Broderick Jones it was interesting it was some kind of an interesting one I can't say it really blew me away it, came out with this weird EDM thing at times and I, which I really liked it yeah, was really it good it really slow and all of a sudden it just went boom <laughs> yeah and it had like that kind of Nathan Trent Austria moon oh that's right and yeah. then all cloud and lovely and they went boom into an EDM I, I liked it it was a bit jarring but mm. it it was up there for me. Like, I think that might be the last time we see that one. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Virginia with Almira. She caught the eye. Like some Indonesian heritage there going yeah, on. That yeah, was really good. A lot of Indonesian heritage there. Um, and it's great to see Asia, Asia Pacific represented for the second week running. We had South Korea last week. Mm. Um, yeah, song was. I thought her song was good. Kind of chilled, a bit R&B-ish, a bit um, Ariana Grande album track. Odd staging. Uh, yeah, they all sat down for quite a long of the way, weren't With they? With that They're head all... behind. You know that head that was on Ukraine oh in 2017? God. It looked like Voldemort. <laughs> like out of Harry Potter. Yeah, it, it did. Odd. It really, odd. Really, really odd staging. Um, yeah, and I thought the song was a little languid for me. Uh, next up was King Coyote, is that how you pronounce it? From Maine. Um, he, he lobsters. <laughs> Apparently they got lobsters in Maine. That's from what I got <laughs> Isn't from it the lobster? Lobster. lobster. That's star. right. Yeah. yeah. Look, um, yeah, what did you think of him? I thought it was really good. He has a f- when they released the songs, it was a five minute version, oh, which I find it weird that they weren't doing the you know direct ones. Um, but I-, I thought it was much better and tighter, and obviously two minutes forty five. <laughs> but it-, it probably still didn't have enough punch for me. It was something I'd love to see in a pub, and I love this type of music again. But maybe it just needed more of a song, a hook, because I remember him, I remember the performance, I don't really remember the song. Yeah, that's actually a good way of saying it. Um, I remember him, and I remember his performance because he didn't really open his eyes and he was kind of like you know very muso mm. but i don't remember the song and christ almighty i wouldn't want to sit through five minutes of it that's for sure oh that's pretty good yeah no uh and the closing the show was one of the big names for this uh heat was macy gray and her band with every night um this was pretty good she was she was pretty good yeah i mean i thought this was um a bit of a surprise. I, it was stuck in my head. I kept, I mm. couldn't stop singing it afterwards. Yeah. Um, and she was singing. There was a bit of backing with it as well, but she was definitely singing. And the other guy that she's performing with did a great job as well. Um, great staging, fun, bright song. I feel like I've heard something like this a million it times did, before. It did sound very familiar, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah. But yeah. that's not a bad thing in a competition. Exactly. Not a bad thing at all. But um, yeah, last time we saw her was at, on the uh, Mars Singer, Singer here Australia. in Australia, where apparently once she was eliminated, didn't want to leave so <laughs> she refused to take the mask off she's like if I don't take the mask off you can't get rid of like you can't get rid of me bizarre so story. let's see how this one goes if she goes any better um, she refuses to leave the stage American next week American Song Contest so I hope she does better she did fifth or sixth in Australia I pretty I much put my house on she will get through from that performance and that song I thought it was pretty good but um, so that was our second instalment of the American Song Competition I have to say I think it's uh, 
chugging along quite nicely. Yeah, it is. I think it's very good national final level. We, mm-hmm. we don't expect we're in the qualifying. Yeah, wait till we get to the final. I think we saw some more staging elements this week. I think it's building momentum. It'll be interesting to see the numbers. And also, don't forget there is two wild card spots, so there's still a chance for um. You boot Goofin, who didn't get through today a lot yet from last week, but they go to the most engaged songs, so most streamed, most kind of listened to, well, and it's number one at the moment are the, the losers. Well, they were giving him a leg up. They gave him a talk at, you know, half time today. So Exactly, because he deserves might, it. I think they might want him to get through He somehow. deserves to get through New Boot Goofin all the way. The, <laughs> the dream is not dead, people. The dream is not dead. All right, that's pretty much it for the week, isn't it? I think that is. Yeah, that wraps it up. Well, we about to begin all our country um, profiles which will be coming over out in the next few days probably by this weekend mm. we're literally going to start recording them straight after this so yes. looking forward to it and we'll be starting with the big five and some big songs in that mix absolutely some uh, interesting rankings coming up from those big five i reckon all right we'll look out for them and uh thanks for listening this week thanks for listening y'all <laughs> As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.